listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Thursday. It is Thursday, yes. It's Thursday. Nice calculations there, Mike Casper. You know what that You're means. You're a sharp one. You know what that means, don't you? No. That tomorrow, I, uh, about this time, will be looking over the menu at Pork Belly and Cuna to decide what I'm going to put my gravy on. I thought we already had that figured out. You were no. going to do the pork bites. No, well, I'm... <laughs> I mean, that's going to be like the first dish of the day or yeah. like the second dish I mean, of the day? It's going to be at one small part of the dish. I don't know what else I'm going to have. But yeah, I didn't get... The last time we were there, we were there earlier this year. And by the way, Pork Belly and Cuna just opened up earlier this year. So um, this is a, a new restaurant in Cuna. We invite you to come on out. It is worth the drive. I will tell you that right now. If you, you haven't had everything Cuna, on the menu yet? No. I've only been there three times. Give that's me a break, Rick. I mean, I don't order everything on the menu Man, every I've, time I go someplace. I've it may look there, like I do. I've probably been there a dozen or more times. Have you ordered everything on the menu? Mm, See? I don't think I've ordered everything on the menu, See? but I think I've had a variety of everything that's... Oh, I've on, had a variety. I mean, I've had, I've had the sweet cream hotcakes. I've had the omelets. I've had the scrambles. I've had the, you know, the huge biscuit, whatever the heck they call it. You got the biscuit mm-hmm. and you got all the things on it. It's the Southerner. That's what it is. See, I've I've had a variety of stuff when I'm there. I've had the bacon, and I've had the gravy, and I've had the potatoes. And the next time I was there, I had the bacon, I had the gravy, mm-hmm. and I've had the potatoes. Okay. And the first time I was there, I, I just had what Chef Wally, who, uh, by the way, used to own Fat Guys. He has his new business now, Just Cater by Chef Wally, um, helped to get Things started uh, with with the uh, menu. He's still cooking over there. Yeah, and he still kick, cooks out there a couple times uh, a week. Um, he chose what I was going to eat the first time that I was there. So that's he a just, good move, yeah, by the he, way. He just brought out. So I, that's when I got the pork pork bites because I probably wouldn't have ordered those had he not brought them. They're delicious. Okay, um, and I never would have ordered the biscuit and gravy. And thank Chef Wally for thank God and he Chef brought Wally you on that for yeah. giving me the biscuits and gravy because like I said I have raved about the gravy I'm not a biscuits and gravies fan I told him that but he goes you got to try this and whatever it is he does secret that he won't share and there is something that he says that he does that nobody else does with his pork gravy um, has to do with drippings from you know twelve hours of smoking the other meats in the place um, I think he adds that to it or starts with that something like that. Um, just absolutely amazing. So tomorrow morning, we're going to be there, and we invite you to join us tomorrow morning for the Hometown Breakfast once again. Week number two underway, we're going to be at Pork Belly in CUNA. One way or the other, I'm going to be out there. I think Chris will be back tomorrow, but if he's, he's feeling, not... He's, he's feeling better I know what we heard. If I, if I don't go out there to officially do the show with you guys, I'm going to make my way out there at some point. My only issue is that I'm on this diet. I mean, you hear about it all the time on the air. I'm doing these commercials. Don't, for don't you get cheat loss. days on on most diet? Do you get a cheat? There is day on no yours? official cheat day. There is just you know I kind of do it and then have to work much harder to get myself to where I need to be. Got it. But uh, there are things that are on the menu that I can have there. So for instance, I I could have an omelet because I I do have protein as a part right. of my diet. So, just so you could have, have an to, omelet with gravy. Well, the gravy is not so much part of the diet, but <laughs> I'm not going to go and not have not gravy. Have gravy. 
That's how good this gravy they is. They have See, good gravy. Rick, Rick is, and he's done a great job. He's been very disciplined on his diet. How much total? How much have you lost? I year? have lost uh, nearly sixty pounds. Sixty pounds. He's lost a teen, a, a, a young teenage female. I I started way before I started the the soda plan, soda weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, on soda, I have lost an additional twenty pounds. Good for you. So. 60 in all. I had lost 40 on my own and then kind of plateaued. I was having a hard time losing any more weight. And then started this plan and have lost 20. Good for you. Thank you. That's where we'll be tomorrow anyway. Uh, coming up this morning as we get underway, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, we'll update you on a couple stories that we talked about on our show yesterday. It's the great thing about our show starting out. Going to talk about things, and then as the day goes on, Nate Shellman um, was able to talk to a couple of the newsmakers about some of the things we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the items was talking about um, a handful or group, twenty-five to fifty uh, Republicans endorsing Democrats for Attorney General here in the uh, state of Idaho in the race in the uh, election coming up here in November. Tom Arkush being uh, endorsed by a uh, few Republicans, which you just, in the state of Idaho, you don't see this happen very often. Um, and he is running against Raul Labrador, and Raul Labrador was on with Nate Shulman. Uh, if you want to hear, by the way, that whole interview, it is on the uh, Nate Shulman podcast, kboi.com. We've got a couple of highlights from that. Uh, also, uh, we'll uh, continue to talk a little bit about the recall effort against everybody in government in Eagle. Yeah, that's that's interesting, isn't it? I used to live in Eagle. I don't know what it, I I leave a year later. The go the place goes to hell in a handbasket. Does this have everything to do with Abamore? I believe, from what I've been able to say, and nobody's actually said it. Uh, the mayor Jason Pierce thinks that that's what mostly this is about. But yes, I think you're right. This has mostly to do with Abamore because there are people that do not want Abamore to become a part of Eagle, and Eagle is considering annexing i don't i don't understand what the problem is with that why why wouldn't eagle want to annex avamore and bring in that that tax base because eagle is a nice little small community they don't want to become a big city i don't understand the the drawback though what is what is the downside you uh open it up to avamore look all you have to do is look at the foothills to the north of does this have this has to do with fire department everything now here's and and here's the thing, I mean, it, it, and Jason Pierce made this yesterday uh, point on the Nate Shelman show. He goes, so so say we don't annex, and he goes, and, and he and I'll quite frankly I'll say, and once again, this is another thing you can listen to on the podcast. Um, you know, he says we're not making a decision on anything. He goes, we want to hear all the facts from both sides, then we make a decision. And he's saying that these people don't even want to hear the facts. They just say, Avamore, absolutely not. And he goes, well, first of all, it's not legal to do that. Second of all, it's good business to hear everybody's side and then decide what is best for everybody in Eagle, not just a small part of Eagle. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're deciding. And it is something that they have to look at because if you look north, as I was pointing out, making, if you look north of Eagle, there is a lot of land out there. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of people that want to develop that land. So Avamore isn't going to be the last thing that they have to decide. No, certainly not. On whether or not well, it's going to be a part of what the is in all of Idaho. Community. I mean, it seems like all of Idaho, they're talking about development in some way, shape, or form. I mean, I, I worry more about agriculture than I worry about 
you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't know all of the politics that are involved here. Does anybody ever know all of the politics? Well, I, I mean, the mayor seems to have a pretty good idea of what's happening out there, so I'm anxious to hear all, more of what he has to say later. Once again, if you want to uh, check that out in the podcast, KBOI.com, Nate Shum Podcast, you can check out the whole interview. But uh, we have a couple of highlights of what he had to say yesterday. Coming up here on our show this morning, um, I moved, I told you I moved from Eagle. I moved to Canning County, moved to Nampa um, a year ago. And I was supremely frustrated this year during the primary election that I had to wait two hours in line to cast my vote. The election coming up here next month is four pages long. It's much more. Um, Lines are expected to be much, much longer. Chris Yamamoto will talk about the uh, elections coming up here for us on the way. Uh, we'll talk with him coming up about 8.35 this morning. Why Why the lines? What you can do to alleviate it so that you don't have to be like me and sit in a line for two hours just to exercise your constitutional hey, right. Hey, hey, guess what soup I had yesterday? Did you have it? Was yes, it delicious? I did. Fat Guys Fresh Deli bringing you this update of what is going on in sports this morning. Get in uh, to Fat Guys. Check out the menu before you go. Over 30 uh, new s- sandwiches on the menu. It is an all-new menu. FatGuysFreshDeli.com. The Braves and the Phillies. Yesterday, it was another good day for baseball. And he rocks it at the middle base hit. Has the diving stunt. Here comes Matt Olson. He'll score. RBI base hit. Travis Darno. 3 nothing Braves. Boom. Just like that, the Braves are back in it. Game 2, the NLCS. They beat the Phillies 3 to nothing to win that game. Another baseball game last night. Padres and the Dodgers. 1-1. Swing and a high fly ball. That's crushed. Right field. Way back there. And that one is gone. Deep into the night. Down that right field line. A mammoth home run from Jake Cronenworth. And the Padres have added on. It's 5-3. And that would be the final score as well. Tied now one game apiece in the NLDS. Padres and Dodgers. (sighs) <sighs> there's more baseball today, isn't there? Seattle Mariners will be playing today in uh, what might not be a must-win ba- game, but is a must-win game. I mean, I if you lose this game, you have to win three straight. I knew they were playing. I just wanted yeah. to give you a chance to pipe in there. Although, uh, Luis Castillo versus Framber Valdez. That is the Seattle Mariners at Houston today. The other game is Cleveland at New York. It's Bieber versus Cortez. Justin Bieber is pitching now? Yep. Good grief. Shane Bieber. Oh, you know, Justin okay. Bieber, he might watch. Okay. I thought I his thought entourage. Justin Bieber is moving. But I imagine he's front right. He's probably a Yankee fan, little creep. <laughs> no, he's a Toronto fan. He's from Canada, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry, just, I Justin about Bieber's that from Canada. Eh? Hey, he's Nathaniel, a fan. is it time to get out? Okay. Sorry about that, eh? Hoser. KBOI News Time six seventeen. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, Reba McIntyre, the queen of country music, coming back to the uh, Treasure Valley Coming back to Idaho for the first time in 15 years. Uh, she'll be at the Ford Idaho Center coming up uh, in March. And I know you're probably saying, well, that's a long time away. 
Why are we worried about this now? Well, because tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and these will go fast. You're looking for a great idea for maybe a gift for the holidays. Harry, this is perfect. This is perfect. Now, if you want to get the tickets tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., FordIdahoCenter.com. But if you want to have free tickets, KBOI is the place to be listening to this morning. We have another chance for you to pick up your free pair of tickets sometime this morning. Be ready and locked in at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, and you'll have a chance to win those tickets. Also, coming up here on Saturday, I'll be the MC for the Freedom Brew Fest and Caldwell Fundraiser for uh, local veterans and Good for you. Good uh, other, for you. other businesses, Caldwell Community, live music, fantastic food. They'll be on the barbecue. Will and you then, be having any beverages while you're there? Uh, maybe one or two. Yeah. Craft brews, over 30 different craft brews and ciders to choose from. That's what your tickets get you. Uh, like I said, tickets, um, $35 on Saturday, but we have a free pair of tickets to give away. As a matter of fact, we have a couple chances for you to win. For those of you who are up early right now, this is going to pay off for you early risers. Uh, if you'd like a pair of tickets to the Freedom Brew Fest to join me for a lot of fun, weather's supposed to be 70s and sunny on Saturday. Perfect, mm-hmm. perfect beer We're drinking in that and sweet spot, weather. you know that? Yeah. This is going to be going on at Indian Creek Plaza. Uh, caller number six right now, 208-336-3700. You have a pair of tickets for Freedom Brew Fest. Don't worry, this will not be the only pair that we're giving away this morning. We have more chances for you to win, so stick around. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller number six, you're a winner right now. Stick around. Um, uh, I know the, see, was it, last night was Wednesday, so there was a lottery drawing. I haven't checked that lottery drawing Oh, out. I haven't checked my tickets yet. Yeah, check that lottery drawing. We'll talk about that, but there was a lottery for a, almost a billion dollars yesterday. That, there was? Yeah, some people won a, almost a billion dollars in this particular lottery. Uh, however, this lottery was something that the government, or rather the court system, is demanding that somebody oh, pay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up, too. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Congratulations going out to uh, Brandon Patrick this morning. Uh, Brandon and I will be uh, among the people that are partying at Indian Creek Plaza coming up on Saturday. It gets underway at 1 o'clock once again, Freedom Brew Fest. If you didn't get through there to win, goes on 1 to 6. Put on by the Rotary Club of uh, Caldwell. Free admission, by the way, um, for live music. Uh, you have food available there, raffles, games, and prizes. Uh, however, uh, the tickets that uh, you are winning, and we'll have more chances for you to win throughout the rest of the morning here, so this isn't your final chance. The tickets you are winning will get you uh, your sample of your choice of over 30 different beers and hard ciders from Northwest Craft Breweries. So still another chance to win that $70 worth of tickets. Nothing to sneeze at, but congratulations, Brandon. Another chance to win. Coming up, uh, more chances for you to also win on the way for you here in just a little bit. We'll give you a chance to start working on the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. Another chance at one of the uh, Huck Houses, $50 gift certificate at Blue Bench. Um, or you got Huck House brunchette, so you got the brunchette on the lake in McCall. Any one of the brunchettes, uh, you can use your $50 gift certificate at, uh, at one of those locations. We'll have a chance for you to win that with a Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question on the way for you. We'll start giving you about 20 minutes from now um, the question to start working on and then give you a chance in the 8 o'clock hour. Very nice. Also an hour from right now, um, Congressman um, Russ Fulcher will be on with us live. We're talking to him from Washington, D.C. about things going on in 
BC. Uh, if you have questions for the congressman, here's a good chance for you to get them in to us, Mike, at KBOI.com. And then uh, coming up at about 8.30, two hours from right now, once again, um, we'll be talking about the uh, election coming up here. We're uh, less, about three and a half weeks away. Isn't that something? Yeah, crazy that it, it, it's almost here. Uh, County County Clerk uh, Chris Yamamoto is going to be on with us this morning talking about kind of something important because I know there were probably some people that did not cast their vote in the primary because they pulled up and found out that they would be standing in line for two hours to cast their vote. Well, there's uh, a way around that. Chris Yamamoto is going to tell us uh, what you can do here over the next few weeks so that you don't have to stand in line. Um, we're going to officially ask him, it's like, why is it, I mean, there were no lines reported here in Boise. Uh, why is it there are more lines that happen in Canyon County? The average wait time, average wait time in Canyon County was half an hour. Like was I said, it? yeah, my, my specific time at my place was about two hours. So um, we're going we're gonna to ask him that question and more all coming up here Candy County Clerk Chris Yamamoto will be with us coming up at about 8.35. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. <laughs> um, it's what are you inter- giggling at? Well, it's interesting. I've been watching uh, Fox Business News this morning. Um, jobless claims are out. We'll be talking with Jeremiah Bates coming up about this. Uh, also, uh, consumer price index numbers are out. We'll talk with Jeremiah about what it means, but it, it's not good. And the reason I know that it's not good, even though I don't understand it, is because the stock market was up 320 points uh, here about two minutes ago, yep. and then over a 10-second time period, mm-hmm. Dow Futures dropped 320 points up. Now, now, down, now down 455. 455. It's dropping. Yeah. So uh, seven over 700 points in a matter of seconds when the uh, jobless claims and the consumer price index numbers came out. It doesn't seem like a good thing. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like look it. like inflation is going away. Why is this not a good thing? Uh, because if inflation is still going up after everything that the Fed has done to increase interest rates, to try and get jobs eliminated, to try and slow down this red-hot economy. It ain't working as of yet, so what does that mean? Next chance for the Fed to raise rates, you're probably going to see a minimum of 75 basis points again, which costs all of us more money in the long run. In the short term, it's already costing us a lot of money. When it comes to inflation, paying more for everything, gas. I, I heard in our Kinda own station like this morning, yeah. heating oil in the United States will double from last year this winter. Yeah, I was just I was reading about that as well. Natural gas will also probably do the same. Yeah. How many of our homes, here in Idaho, we don't have a lot of heating oil, but there are some. Natural gas, however, um, a lot of homes heated by natural gas. I've already seen that, that jump in some of my bills, even though... You know, we don't heat during the summertime. Could be ugly. Could be an ugly Christmas shopping holiday season unless you're like my wife and already did all your shopping on Amazon and their Amazon Prime days. I have that same problem days. right now. I'm not See, at lie. least you're done. You don't have to worry about it. Just paying the bills now. I mean, I haven't even started Christmas shopping. I'm just buying oh, too just many things you. on Amazon. <laughs> 
Going to check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Sports, Fat Guys all go together. They got a big screen television in there. While, mm-hmm. you're, while you're eating, you can sit there and watch. They play reruns of games all the time. If a game is on, they'll have that on. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations, East Boise off Gallon, next to Albertsons, and in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue. Mountain West Conference Media Days for Women's Basketball started yesterday. Boise State women's basketball finished 8-21 and last season. Not their best year, but their head coach, Gordy Presnell, is expecting a big turnaround. The Bronco women's team returns four starters from last season and added a freshman class that includes players of the year from Northern California, Washington, and Montana, plus a top-rated Australian. Coach Gordy Presnell on where they need to be better this season. We've always prided ourselves on uh, perimeter shooting and, and, and uh, post presence. And I thought we had pretty good post presence last year, but we did not shoot from the perimeter very well. And so uh, we feel like we've corrected some of that. Um, also, you know, we've always had this ability to win close games. And, and uh, we had 12 games last year go down to the, probably the last minute, minute and a half. And, and we won one of them. At Mountain West Media Day, Boise State was picked to finish seventh. The Bronco women will open the season at home November 4th. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. KBOI News Time is 646. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We got an email. Unhappy person. Uh-oh. Are they mad at me? No. Mike, oh. you are evil. Encouraging people to vote early. The best way for our good old boys in government to cheat and put in their choices rather than ours is to have us vote early. And here you are promoting it. Voting is a right worthy of a little sacrifice. Waiting in line is not a bother. A small price to pay for that right. The best way to help prevent cheating is to vote on election day only. One day voting only. Stop promoting fraud, Mike. Yeah, you a-hole. Stop promoting fraud. Mm. Good grief. You know, people have been voting early and voting absentee for a really long time. It's worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. So if you can't be there, basically you're saying don't vote absentee. Is that what you're saying? It's... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're you're promoting here exactly. Yeah, absentee voting has been going on for decades. Thanks for the email, though. Appreciate it. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question on the way for you this morning. Uh, Fifty dollars gift certificate to the Brunchettes. Uh, this man who invented Vaseline lived to be ninety six and credited this to big reason why he lived so long. Has something to do with Vaseline. If you know the answer, stick around after eight. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can always email us, mike at kboi.com. Chris is out. Rick Worthington filling you in uh, this week, so don't email Chris. Email just me, Mike at KBOI.com. You, you can, can also, cuss at me if you want. It's okay. <laughs> Leave Mike alone. He's text good. Us. He's there good you go. Dude. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna cuss and complain at Rick, just, just do it to him. Just don't worry about cussing at Mike. Just cuss at me. I hate explaining the cuss words and what they mean to Rick when we get I know. Those in. I yeah. know. It's just easier this way. Yesterday, uh we told you about the story that uh, had come out a couple of the newspapers yesterday that uh, a dozen more Republicans uh, this week announced that they are supporting a Democrat for the upcoming election of Idaho Attorney General Tom Arkush. Fifty Republicans, many of them former office holders, are publicly backing Tom Arkush mm-hmm. in the uh, race against GOP candidate Raul Labrador. 
It's not something you see very happen, very often, especially here in Idaho, one of the most conservative states in the country. Raul Labrador was on a little bit yesterday with uh, Nate Shellman to talk about this um, and get his reaction to what he thinks about Republicans coming out against him in the upcoming election. It's always been uh, the, the lot of my existence that there's a number of Republican who don't, who Republicans who don't like a conservative, aggressive person who's willing to take on the establishment. And it's one of the reasons why the public responds so well to me, but the establishment does not like it. If you look at that uh, short list of Republicans that was put out yesterday, every one of them is somebody who has been a lackey for for the establishment. And um, it's, you know, there's a couple of people that that uh, I was a little bit surprised by. But other than that, it's the same people who have opposed me in every race that I've been in the past. It's the same people who always uh, took the side of, of the public sector interest groups that took the side of, of the establishment, that took the side of the bureaucracy in Idaho, instead of taking the side of the people of Idaho. So it, that list was not, not that surprising to me. That is uh, GOP candidate for Idaho Attorney General, Raul Labrador, on with Nate Shulman yesterday. By the way, he uh, talked for quite a while with Nate. If you want to hear the whole interview, um, you can get that. KBY.com, click on the interview, or you can click through on our fan page on uh, Facebook. We're, we're seeing more over the last couple of years, a lot of division within the GOP party. You have your rhinos on one side, and you have your far-right wackos on the other side. See, I don't, those, I don't... those aren't my terms. Those are... If if you are are on one side, you call the other side a name. You're far white racko, wackos, and the you know people on the right are going. Well, they're just rhinos. Republicans yeah, are name like, only. I, that's I have the same problem. I don't like to say that folks that are on the far right are wackos. They're extremely conservative, but I think you have people that are still Republicans. I, I like to categorize myself in the i'm i'm a little more moderate than those that are extremely conservative i'm and still in, and I'm in still this a member age, of the republican you know what that party means. but you know what that means rick it means i'm a rhino it means you're a republican you know? in name only yeah i'm, I'm not, not conservative enough for some conservatives and i i get that but i'm i'm definitely not lining up on the left and certainly not on the far left Raul was uh, asked by Nate about division within the party that we've been seeing, asked about whether the division now in the GOP party is something new or has it been around for a while? They always have. Okay. They always have. You know, you know what happened this year that you haven't seen in a long time is that the establishment lost a lot of racists in, in the legislature, in the Senate, in the House. There were some races that they were not expecting to lose, and somehow they thought that they could beat me in the primary, and and they're really upset about it. Uh, but the reality is that this is just a, a handful of people. It, it's a small group of people that want to gripe about election results instead of talking about the future of Idaho. They're upset that their candidate did not win the primary. And so what they're going to do now is they're going to try to vilify me and attack me. 
the reality is that the people of Idaho want a strong, aggressive attorney general that will take on the Biden administration. Once again, Raul Labrador and Nate Shellman show yesterday talking about division mm. within the GOP as of right now. I, I thought Lawrence Wasden did a pretty good job, and that's why he was elected so many times. It is interesting to uh, see, and I, I, I don't know one way or the other, but you know, trying to, even, even Raul Labrador does it there. It's like there are people in the establishment that are attacking me, and they're upset that the establishment candidate didn't win. It's interesting, Raul, you know, taking the stance that he's not establishment for as long as he's been in politics here in Idaho. I you know, mean, he's a Congress, former congressman, you know. I've spoken with uh, Mr. Labrador several times, uh, mostly why he was a congressman. Mm-hmm. Um, ran into him at uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries once upon a time. Said hello. Very nice guy. He's a family here in town. Uh, he makes himself available. He, he will shake your hand. It seems like a, a, a pretty likable person to me. I think a couple of his statements during that interview came off as a, a little arrogant. Um, for instance, when he says somehow they thought they could beat me, the establishment, for whatever reason, thought they could beat me, sounds a little arrogant. Uh, I also thought he sounded a little arrogant um, at the beginning of his interview when he talked about how he crushed it in the primary. He did. Just yeah, he, usually he won you pretty don't, handily against Usually you don't incumbent. see somebody, you know, gloat like that. Uh, and maybe it isn't gloating. Maybe he's just pointing out how, by how much he won by. He did, a, he did very well in the in the primary. There was no question who was winning that. And and you have to say, especially somebody like Lawrence Wasden, who had been elected so many times, was the incumbent. Um, you know, Raul did beat him pretty handily, which doesn't happen very often. So, well, which, I, which is the way it's supposed to work. If you're not happy with the current person in office, then you vote him out. I think the the point I'm trying to make is that. Many candidates have learned the fatal Trump mistake is if you come off sounding too arrogant, you turn off voters. You turn off, especially those that are a little more in the middle. If you're lining up for, you know, Mr. Arkush, who is a Democrat that some Republicans like, and you're listening to Mr. Labrador, maybe you, you know, maybe you check the other the other box. I don't know. We asked this yesterday. We'll continue to take uh, your input on whether or not, you know, endorsements like this it doesn't make a difference on if you're sitting on the fence. I think endorsements, I think endorsements endorsement are a big deal. Make a difference yeah. in who you are going to cast your vote for. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, stick around. Uh, by the way, uh, another person, part of the establishment, just because he's been in politics for a little while now if you want to say that. Um, Congressman Russ Fulcher will be with us coming up here in about 20 minutes. Right now, this check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in two locations, making it easier for you to get a fat sandwich for lunch. You can get into uh, Meridian off Wells Avenue or in East Boise off Gallon Road. Major League Baseball playoffs uh, underway. It must be a really big deal when something like this happens. We have a goose in the outfield sitting in right center. Very relaxed. Wow. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to get this goose. Talk to me, goose. I don't know my bird life that well, but... Yeah, there is straight up a goose in the outfield. (laughs) Ball to strike. They're continuing. And they're going to play. Play on. There was a momentary 
interruption because a goose landed on the field during the eighth inning of the NLDS game two between the pods and the Dodgers play continued for several minutes until Dodger stadium grounds crew corralled the goose and removed it from the field. (laughs) Padres had this going on for him later. The one one swing and a high fly ball. That's crushed right field way back there. And that one is gone deep into the night down that right field line. A mammoth home run from Jake Cronenworth, and the Padres have added on its 5-3. That would be the final score, 1-1 apiece between the Dodgers and Padres in that series. And the Padres will have an opportunity to head home after stealing one from Dodgers, from the Dodgers in Dodgers Stadium. The other game featured the Braves taking on the Phillies. And he wrecks it at the middle base hit. And that was the final score as well. Braves beat the Phillies 3-0 to win Game 2 of the NLDS, tying their series at one game apiece as well. Did you see any of the uh, hubbub going on with the Golden State Warriors? Draymond Green smacked one of his players, his teammates. Yeah, we could talk about that later if you want to. Fighting happens in basketball. Happens in most sports. Maybe they deserved it, too. Yeah, it's, it's possible. We'll talk about it. KBY News Time, 717. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us this morning to talk about your money. And apparently something really, really bad happened this morning because we were up 360 points and in a matter of seconds, we dropped 700 points on the futures, uh, down now uh, over 500 points. And this all has to do with the consumer price index, which uh, apparently was really bad again. Yeah, I, I would say really bad. Uh, I think this it was just a little higher than expectations. And you're absolutely right. Within seconds, we saw what appeared to be a... Green across the board, futures market, potentially in the open, that that turned to the downside, uh, like you said. So we're seeing S&P, uh, S&P 500 down over 2%, NASDAQ down close to 3%. So anticipate that throughout the day. And bottom line is inflation still too high. I mean, it's down from the 40-year high that we saw in June. You got to remember the June print came in at 9.1%. So year over year for last month, inflation rose at 8.2%. So we're looking at the categories within this print Rent, food, health insurance are your main drivers, right? Um, health insurance is up 28% in the past year. That's the wow. largest increase ever. Groceries are still up there, up 13% in the past year. Airfare, which is up huge, it's up almost 43% year over year. It's the fastest on record. So they're still seeing, we're still seeing these, uh, uh, these pockets, certain categories that are just far exceeding and keeping this inflation numbers high. Bottom line is Federal Reserve is still going to need to act aggressively to control inflation. The market is now expecting the Fed will likely institute two consecutive interest rate hikes of 0.75%, three quarters of a percent. When the hope was maybe we'll see a half a percent in November, maybe a quarter of a percent in December. Now the expectation is we're going to see three quarters of a percent in the next two meetings. So uh, again, this is similar to the story that we saw last month, where it, it just came in higher than anticipated. Even though that trend, it, when you look at the year-over-year numbers, meaning the months, the previous months, comparing it back to the previous year, 
we are seeing that trend of it starting to go down slightly, but it's just not coming down enough to make markets feel comfortable that the Federal Reserve will not have to tighten right. as aggressively. But bottom line is we just don't know. I mean, yeah. based on what the Federal Reserve has been saying and the data that we're receiving, that is the expectation. However, um, trying trying to speculate what the Federal Reserve is going to do, I, I think that's a I think that's a tough task for anyone to try and gamble on, especially when you're an investor. Um, so again, keeping the long term in focus, boil it down to what your personal situation is. But this is the difference between what we're seeing on Wall Street and what we're seeing on Main Street. On Main Street, hey, we're still dealing with with high elevated prices, particularly with food and airfare and things of that nature. Uh, on the on the investing side, again, it's just the it's the uncertainty, mm -hmm. and markets don't like uncertainty, and that's what we're seeing. But yeah, let me deliver true. some good news. Social Security. Let me. I hate being the bearer of bad news. I feel like that's all I've been doing lately. Social Security did an announced that they will be implementing a cost of a living adjustment. It'll be 8.7% starting in 2023. That's the highest increase that we've seen in 40 years. So if All you're right. a social security recipient... it actually recipient, matches what in, uh, inflation uh, rate is. So It is. That'll be good. So All right. It'll be a bit of a bump. Thank you, uh, Jeremiah. We'll keep an eye on things. Market opens up here in just a few minutes. Uh, you have tomorrow off, uh, but we'll talk to you uh, Monday anyway. Thanks, gents. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.40, he's Rick Worthington, filling in for Chris Walton today. I'm Mike Casper, and on the phone with us, from the state of Idaho today, Congressman Russ Fulcher is with us. Good morning, sir, and thanks for uh, taking a little bit of time to talk with us and our listeners this morning. Hey, good morning. It is so good to be home, and thanks for ordering the really, really good weather. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we like good weather. yeah. Hey, Congressman, how yeah. you feeling? You know what? I feel good. I'm still ugly, but you know what? I feel good, and I'm healthy. So, you know, you, you can't help the ugly, but I can help the, the healthy, and I feel good. Congressman, you've been uh, traveling the states for the uh, last couple of weeks while you've been home. Um, let's talk about that uh, for a minute. Um, what are you hearing from Idahoans over the last couple of weeks? Have you been traveling around? A lot, and it's it's a little bit different than than uh, maybe some of the other trends across the country. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But number one is inflation. The gas prices have really taken a bite at a lot of people, and grocery prices in particular, rent for those who are in the rent category. So that's number one, not surprising whatsoever. Probably right after that is uh, government accountability. The questions about uh, people in Washington, D.C., the bureaucracies, the uh, uh, individual office holders, what kind of mechanisms are there to make sure that the people are held accountable, that agencies are held accountable, and how come that they're not being exercised appropriately, which is not a simple thing to answer. And But it's, it's on the minds of a lot of people. There is an election coming right up, and so people are concerned about the viability of, of, uh, of that and just questions about how things have, have seemingly got uh, unruly without the proper accountability. So that's right there on the heels of the inflation debate. I'd say a third right after that, specifically for Idaho, is the growth. What's going to happen in our elections with uh, an influx of, a lot of new people in the last few years. Congressman, the January 6th commission is going to get going once again. Um, have you paid much attention to it, and has it swayed your opinion one way or another if you have? 
I haven't paid a lot of attention to it, to be honest. It's, um, it's, it's one of those things that to me, Rick, it, the, uh, uh, the verdict pr- pretty much was announced prior to having it. And so that was kind of a, a turnoff for me is to, to, all right, then what's it really for? If you know what you want to try to get to, if you're just trying to substantiate something that you already believe. Uh, so I haven't paid a tremendous amount of attention to it. However, we can't ignore it. I mean, it's, this thing is going to continue. I think you're going to see uh, probably an acceleration of what they're attempting to do by the end of the year in the event that there's a changeover in, in leadership in Congress, which I think there will be if that changeover happens and January 6th committee is going to be gone. So I look for an acceleration of that and try to come to some conclusions here before the end of the year. It is interesting uh, with the January 6th hearing beginning uh, back again today. It was an uh, article in USA Today um, that I found 100% true that the committee kind of has a credibility problem right now after all year saying how much of an important hearing this is, that this is the worst thing that's ever happened in American history, yet it's so important that they still decided to take two months off from the hearing because they still wanted to go on vacation, basically, for that for that month. Uh, if this really was that important, according to this article in USA Today, this opinion piece, it's like, why didn't they continue this nonstop until they got to the bottom of it? And if this is so important, to your point, then how come they don't open it up to to everybody like a typical hearing would be and how come how come jim jordan can't be on that committee how come jim banks can't be on that committee they were there just like the rest of us and uh they were initially uh appointed or identified to be on it how come we can't hear from the speaker why is she off limits for these discussions how come we can't hear from uh the uh, uh the president or his administration directly his direct affiliates there so there's just I think there's there's not just credibility issues within the the uh, uh, citizens. There's credibility issues for those of us who who are immediately next to it, and uh, it's just not being conducted like a, a an open committee hearing should be. And so, um, but nevertheless, you know, there's there, it's going to sway some some opinions one way or the other. I think it's probably going to dig in some of the the uh, Trump supporters that much deeper. It has, I think, already. And um, again, look for this to accelerate, though, by the end of the year, because there's a high likelihood that it's it's going to go away after that. KBY News Time 745, talking uh, once again with Congressman Russ Fulcher. Need to take a break here. You can stay with us for a few more minutes. Absolutely. All right, we'll uh, take a break here. Con- more with Congressman Russ Fulcher on the way next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 751, Congressman Russ Vulture, who is uh, in his home state uh, here right now, traveling the state and talking to voters. He is talking with us this morning and our listeners on News Talk KBOI. Uh, Congressman, I want to ask you uh, about some of the things. Uh, first of all, with the uh, consumer price index numbers and inflation numbers released this morning, I I'm, I'm just wish I could be a fly on the wall to hear the cussing that probably came out of the White House because this is the last report that will come <laughs> out before the election, and I'm sure they were hoping for better numbers than this before the election because, as you just mentioned in, in Traveling the States, one of the things that people are the most concerned about. I have to ask, though, 
We see uh, AOC has ripped Biden's exclusion of illegal immigrants from the pardon for marijuana expenses. Um, New York Governor Hochul, also a Democrat, has knocked Biden here in the last few days for um, ducking responsibility for the border crisis uh, that is coming now to New York with people being shipped there. Are you seeing this in Congress now from uh, Democrats who are, you know, kind of not supporting some of the idiotic policies that biden has in place uh or is everybody still in congress still you know in lockstep with the president keeping in line no they're not and i think that that um there's there's not been a strong alliance or a strong push to involve the president with a lot of these campaigns for this midterm by the democrats for months for months now and so it's a valid point, even in our state, in Idaho, because I keep track of legislative seats and, and who's running where for that. Uh, the, the, some of the candidates from the president's party are not even acknowledging their party on their advertising literature. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's something relatively new. I mean, typically you ride for the brand, you go to the general election and you're either uh, Republican or, or Democrat or Libertarian or whatever, you write for that brand and your your party pulls around you. That's not happening nearly as much as it typically would. I'll be in uh, in Utah on Saturday. I'm making a, a campaign appearance for Mike Lee, who's in a who's in a, a difficult race, and I, I typically don't do a lot of that just because you got to take care of your own backyard. But this is immediately next door. And he's got a challenge, and uh, there's there's not even a, a a Democrat that's in that particular race. He's running against an independent in our own state. Uh, there seems to be a distancing of uh, the, the Democrat brand, if you will. And I can tell you, back east, the colleagues that I work with on the other side of the aisle are not recruiting the president to come to their state, to come to their district in order to campaign for them. They know that that's probably not a popular thing to do right now. Coming up, you have a vote on continuing resolution, basically to keep the government running once again. And That's important, too. Yeah. I, normally, you wouldn't think that it would be that much of a problem. However, um, Senator Manchin kind of threw a, a wrench into things um, because he got an agreement, you know, to get a pipeline through his state. And uh, now you've got the, this vote coming up. And is there going to be a problem keeping the government going because of this fight going on? I think it'll pass. It, it uh, typically does, but there will be a lot of grousing about it, including for me in the in the process of doing it. People, uh, I like to explain to people that I think it's 1998 was the last time we actually had an agreed upon congressional budget. And that was long before I had any involvement with that, long before most people that are in office today had any involvement with that. The The point is, is that Instead of going out and redoing a budget like a, an entity, a government entity, or a business entity should each year, we just take the previous budget and we add X percent or X number of things or earmarks to it, and then we we call it a continuing resolution just to continue it when the thing needs to be redone from the ground up. And uh, that's the, if you've heard the term kicking the can down the road, that's what that really is. Well, this is another CR. This is 2022. I think 98 was the last time we had a full budget wow. in this one. There are tax mandates. There are 
there, there's nothing that says enforce your border law, all that kind of thing. And so um, you'll see a push to either get rid of those things and uh, do a full budget or else a lot of people won't support the continued resolution. But it'll pass eventually. Congressman Russ Fulcher, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes with us this morning. Enjoy the rest of your time here in Idaho before you return to the swamp. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me on today. All Thank right. you. Appreciate it. KBY News Time is 756-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you want to get through to us, uh, you can also email mike at kby.com. Uh, email gets come in. So before you get upset at this, it says, please ask the congressman when emissions testing is going to be ending in Idaho, Idaho specifically in Boise. I didn't ask that question because uh, congressman... Um, doesn't have anything to do with emission testing. That's a state deal yeah. Yeah, and, and not a federal deal. So um, that's why I didn't ask. So don't don't get upset. I appreciate your question and wanting to ask it to the congressman, but that's why I didn't ask. Take a break here. Uh, coming up, we've got a $50 gift certificate to uh, the Brunchettes with our Casper and Chris, Damn Near Impossible Question. Hang on. We'll give that to you to start working on coming up here in just a sec. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour. Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless is our phone number. You can also call us toll-free from wherever you might be listening, 1-800-529-5264. In the news there, just talking about the uh, upcoming election now, just about three and a half weeks away. On the uh, way coming up here at the uh, bottom of the hour, we're also going to be talking uh, about the election specifically in uh, Canyon County. Uh, A lot of lines in the primary and uh, lines expected to possibly be even longer than they were in the uh, primary election because uh, there are going to be more people who are voting in the midterm election. This is expected to be a big midterm turnout. And the uh, elections, the things you'll be voting on in this upcoming election, um, supposed to be, I think the comparison is it was two pages long in the uh, primary, be four pages long in the uh, upcoming midterm election. Um, Canyon County is uh, asking people to absentee vote or to take advantage of early voting mm-hmm. uh, coming up to try to avoid some of those lines. Average wait time was about 35 minutes, according to uh, experts. In the last election, and uh, there were some places uh, up to two-hour waits. My polling location, two hours. It's a long time. I didn't have... I think I was in line for five minutes during the presidential election. And was i mean the primary election i was in and out of there in no time there was nobody in line at it's, all there were no lines uh, in ada county in ada course. county but yeah. it's complete completely different voting in, in ada county and this is one of the things we'll find about why are there lines in canyon county is it because people you know they can't hire enough people that's not actually the reason and chris yamamoto uh will be with us coming up here to talk about what you can do to help alleviate some of that there's also some job availabilities you can get paid up to uh, $149 mm-hmm. to work on Election Day, too. Uh, he will talk about that coming up. Uh, that's coming up after the bottom of the hour. Uh, by the way, too, th- wanted to just quickly mention this. Today, I-, I can't believe it's been 50 years since this horrific accident happened, this incident, and um, I-, I-, I just couldn't imagine being in the situation that these people found themselves in, talking about the uh, incidents where the uh, Uruguayan soccer team mm-hmm. 
and their fans, some of the family crashed on an airplane in the Andes. You might have seen the movie that was uh, released 1993 called Alive. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Sure. Of course, uh, the the crash was, you know, as bad as it was, you know, that's bad. However, what happened afterwards when, uh, you know, people trying to look for the uh, survivors gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine being on that mountain time because they had a, they had a uh, radio and they were able to listen from time to time. And they heard that they had given up all hope of finding them. So you're sitting there listening to the radio going, but wait, we're still alive and you're giving up? You're not going to look for us anymore? And then, of course, uh, afterwards, um, gained notoriety when it was found out that the survivors admitted that they uh, uh, had to eat the uh, people who didn't make, who didn't survive to stay alive. That's hardcore. (laughs) I I don't, I, I just don't, I mean, if you're in that situation, Temperatures were 30 below zero. That's what they had. They, had, they didn't have clothes that were set up to last on a mountaintop like that, as you would expect. But there were survivors of that plane back in 50 years ago today. It's when the uh, plane crashed. Could mm. you eat me, Rick? We're on a plane. For you, it wouldn't be bad. You're on your soda diet. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, find some grass and, you know, a little protein, and you're good to go. They did find a little bit of grass that they admitted that they ate, but they said that that wasn't going to be enough, and they uh, admitted to t- taking off chunks of bodies. Of- you know, let's that's breakfast time. Stop it. Stop Pro- it. It is protein. You don't, you don't need to go into it anymore. That's enough. The movie was fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, very good movie. But anyway, 50-year anniversary of that plane crash happened. October 13th on this day. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You got to be thinking about it. Mike, what'd you do that for? <laughs> hey, to stay alive. I mean, it causes you to think. It does cause you to think. If, if you're in that situation, would you do what it takes to stay alive? Or would you go, nope, just can't do it. Can't do it. Not I'm going to need big, tall pints of stuff to have for beverages before we have that conversation wouldn't be prudent different state of mind yeah kbi news time is 8 13 uh stick around coming up we've got your 50 dollars gift certificate to uh one of the brunchettes if you can answer our casper and chris damn near impossible question don't go away that'll be coming right up after bronco sports today
This 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 823, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128 for all your needs. Easy to find them, located throughout the Treasure Valley, Twin or Idaho Falls, and also in uh, Sun Valley. Cheryl is going to get first crack at her question today. $50 gift certificate to the brunch at Cheryl. Your question today. The man who invented Vaseline lived to be 96 years old and credited pretty much this as the reason, the big reason, why he was able to live so long. has something to do with his invention, Vaseline, that he did. What is it that he uh, did that he credits it? He ate uh, a spoonful every day of his Vaseline. Robert Cheesebro supposedly ate a spoonful of Vaseline every single day, and he credited that to why he lived to be 96 years old. Another thing he apparently did, uh, anytime he would get a cold, flu, not feel good, he would rub his entire body down with Vaseline. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Cheryl, that's right. Congratulations. Good. Well, thank you so much. Hold that on the line. That is just disgusting. How do you do that? What What would be worse for you? Would it be worse than what we were talking about what the uh, survivors of the uh, plane crash the Andes Mountain did? Man, or I would don't know. Taking That's a, a good question. Spoonful of Vaseline. It's a good I mean, would-you-rather question, lose, isn't it? a lose-lose kind yeah. of question. How it's a good you... would-you-rather question. Just, 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 you know, cannibalism just, you know, once for a couple of weeks or a spoonful of Vaseline every day for the rest of your life. I don't know that I could do either. Would you rather? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know that. Although I've never, I've never, you know, eaten Vaseline, so who knows? Maybe it's delicious. No, but I you've don't know. smelled it yeah, before. I mean, yeah. it smells like petroleum. Yeah, I just uh, kudos to him. Mm. It apparently worked for Robert uh, Cheesebro. Congratulations, well, uh, Cheryl. A um, stronger stomach than me, man. <laughs> one more day of the Brunchhead gift certificates that we have to give away. Uh, we'll do that coming up here tomorrow morning. Still on the way for you today. Don't go away. We still have more chances for you to get your Freedom Brewfest tickets going on uh, Indian Creek Plaza in Caldwell. Um, tickets, 35 bucks each day of the event. Live music, great food, and then 30 different crafts. Beers and ciders will be available. That's what your tickets get. Get you sampling cups, uh, 30 different uh, of those beers. Once again, going to be going on Saturday. Perfect day. And uh, the only drawback is you'll have to hang out with me. Going to be the MC for this uh, event for a little while on Saturday. So once again, stick around. We'll have a chance for you to win the p- next pair of tickets sometime before 10 o'clock this morning. We'll take a break. News at the bottom of the hour when we come back. Voters in Canyon County are being encouraged to vote absentee on November 8th to help reduce long lines and wait times. Canyon County Clerk Chris Yamamoto will be with us to talk about why there is such a long wait in Canyon County when it comes to elections. Primary election, Ada County, almost no wait whatsoever. Average wait in Canyon County, 30 minutes during the primary, saying that it could be longer coming up in the uh, upcoming election. By the way, Curious just wrote in, uh, I'm sorry, not curious. I don't have the name on this one. Uh, Dave uh, writes in, what elections are coming up? Is it for the president? I don't feel very informed as to who is running for what in the dark seems to be the new old way of doing things. No, this isn't for the president, Dave. This is for um, this is midterm elections. This has to do, we've got a bunch of state offices. We have uh, congressmen, senators, 
representatives all up for uh, vote in the uh, next election. So it's the midterm elections. Two years from this November will be the vote for the president. Uh, mm-hmm. Highly suggest you get informed and then get ready to vote coming up in November. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton is uh, out again today. Rick Worthington filling in. Hopefully Chris will feel better tomorrow. I have a funny feeling he might feel better tomorrow because we are going to be broadcasting live from the yeah. hometown breakfast. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll <laughs> be fine. I'll be at the pork belly. I'll be Cuna here drinking coffee and cussing you guys up. That's cool. <laughs> it is uh, 840. On the phone line with us uh, this morning, uh, Canyon County Clerk, Chris Yamamoto. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us this morning. I, I know you had a, a very busy morning, um, but when I had asked you uh, yesterday whether you could talk to us, you said, hey, this is more important than, than that. I have to take a few minutes to talk to us this morning. So I appreciate you taking a couple minutes with us. Good morning, and I'm happy to be here. All right. Um, voters, Canyon County, they're being encouraged to vote absentee coming up for the november 8th election to uh help reduce the long lines um i i personally have moved from canyon er, from ada county to canyon county within the last year and even i was shocked in the primary that at my polling location was an almost a two-hour wait i think the average wait time i heard uh, according to the idaho press was 30 minutes first of all let's start off why such long wait times in canyon county ada county didn't see that in the uh, primary. So why is there such wait long lines in, in uh, Canyon County? Well, I think Ada County did see some wait times, but uh, I, I'm not here to speak about Ada County. In Canyon County, let me start here. COVID has changed the world and, and certainly has changed uh, how we see elections. So during COVID, we lost most of our polling locations. We also had quite a time with uh, poll workers. So uh, we have been working very hard to get more polling locations online. We had uh, pre-COVID a little over 50 locations. After COVID, we were down to like six. And I think for this election, we're at 28. So it's uh, slowly improving. A lot of the polling locations that we lost, we were not able to get back in because they have changed, uh, whether it be a church and they've, they've gone to uh, daycare or some type of school. Um, we've just had quite a time getting into replacing polling locations. Now, one of the other things that, that I heard, and I'm, that's another reason why I'm glad that we're able to talk to you today, is that Canyon County is now done 100% by voting machines, no paper ballots. Is that true? No, we have paper ballots. You vote on a machine. However, the machine you're voting on is basically an electronic pencil. What that does is fill out a paper ballot. You get to see that on the screen, uh, review how you voted. When you press the button that I'm done, it spits out a printed paper ballot. The voter is able to look at that, confirm that what they have, how they intended to vote is actually what happened. 
and then that goes into a scanner and goes into a ballot box. So, but they specifically, everybody has to do it through the voting machine to get that paper ballot right? That's correct. Okay. And you only have a limited number of those because they're kind of expensive from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> they are spendy, and uh, uh, we will have, uh, every unit will be out at the 28 locations. So, again, what we want, what we're trying to do is uh, make the best voting experience we can for the voters. So, we know that if we don't have a good turnout for early voting and a fair amount of absentee votes, that uh, we will experience lines at, at some part of the day on election day. Just to let you know how it's going, we have uh, 100, over 112 registered voters in the county. The absentee requests uh, as of this morning were 13,194, and the total return so far is 2,645. All right, so for people listening this morning, why don't you specifically say how people uh, can avoid the, the lines here coming up November 8th, what they need to do, what the deadlines are, et cetera. So the deadlines, uh, early voting will start, in-person early voting will start October 24th and will end at 5 p.m. on November 4th. The last day to request an absentee is October 28th, and I encourage people to do it before then because with the mail, uh, it can run it right up against uh, the timeline. All right. Another, um, we've had a couple people write in this morning saying that there should be no reason why people um, would vote early because uh, it allows for voter fraud to happen. What kind of protections does Canyon County take to make sure, well, and I'm basing this on what we saw in the last election, people claiming that there was election fraud happening throughout the United States. What does Canyon County do specifically for those people that are complaining, hey, you should only be allowed to vote on election day, not voting early? The protocols for early voting are exactly the same as election day voting. So the system we have here in Idaho is very secure. Uh, you know, let me answer it this way. Do I personally think that there were some issues in other parts of this country? Yes, I do. In fact, I think it's fairly apparent because some of these states violated their own rules. Here in Idaho, we have some standards that are very good. Uh, the clerks of, of uh, the various counties in Idaho do a great job. And, again, the, it's the same protocol on Election Day, so there is uh, no difference in as far as early voting goes. Absentee, same situation. You have to request your absentee. We don't mail those out uh, automatically. You do that once a year. Uh, if you are concerned about getting the voted absentee back to us you can bring that to the elections office and personally drop it there that's the only drop we have in canyon county because i'm not sure how to secure drop boxes around the county all right and before we let you go one more thing um are you guys still hiring poll workers 
We are. We're, we've been doing the orientation. Uh, last I heard, we had about 250 applications. So we're doing the orientations now. Training has started. Uh, we have, uh, at this point, more people in line than what we actually need. But that being said, uh, for instance, in this last primary, we were scrambling on uh, on election day because we had poll workers that were scheduled to come that did not show up. So uh, I encourage people to uh, that have signed up that uh, uh, you are on the list, and and it will be a, a on call as needed basis. And it's one hundred and forty nine dollars for working the day, so pretty good deal. That's correct. It's a long day. It's uh, eight to eight. They have to be there an hour early, and generally there an hour afterwards. Chris, Kenny County uh, Clerk, Chris Yamamoto with us this morning. Chris, thank you for taking a few minutes and uh, talking with us this morning. And uh, good luck in the uh, upcoming election. If I could, real quick, people can uh, check their absentee, whether it arrived with us, at voteidaho.gov. Voteidaho.gov. Also, they can check on candidates at vote411.org. Chris, thanks for being with us. Great information. Thank you. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A Connecticut jury has handed Alex Jones a stunning punishment for spreading lies about the Sandy Hook school shooting, finding he should pay nearly $1 billion in damages to the victims' families and an FBI agent who responded to the massacre. Yeah! Jones reacted to the verdict on his InfoWars show, pumping his fist into the air, saying the verdict is what he expected. You get a million, you get a hundred million, you get a fifty million. A jury found Jones guilty of defamation for claiming victims' parents were actors, calling the Sandy Hook shooting a hoax and even mocking the grieving parents. 965 million dollars. Some parents will get more than others. Robbie Parker, a plaintiff whose six-year-old daughter was killed in the shooting, was awarded $120 million. He said at the trial, the decade of harassment forced his family to leave Connecticut for Washington State. Everybody was shocked by the amount of money in the uh, verdict. It was more money than they were asking for. Yeah, it was. And of course... How much of that money will actually get paid out, though? Probably not a lot. Not a lot. Even uh, Alex Jones, in uh, his continued douchiness, apologize if you're an Alex Jones fan. No, but I wouldn't. Telling the uh, people yesterday in a tweet afterwards who had been awarded the nearly $1 billion, don't be going buying no big houses yet. Basically saying, you know, if you read between the lines, you're not going to get any money. So the Infowars business itself is in bankruptcy. Estimates are that uh, Jones and the business are worth somewhere between 100 to $250 million. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's not a billion dollars to be awarded. Now, keep in mind, this is just, there's already been awards. There's been $46 million already awarded. So we're over a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. And there's more cases coming. There's another case coming up here next month. 
if they do this again, I mean, if you have another billion dollars, you get it. And that was what he did yesterday. Also, you get a million, you get 120 million. What a jerk. Yeah. Um, this is a good reason for people in radio to pay attention and not just radio, but across the country. If, if you've got a microphone in your face, it's your job to remember that you serve in the public interest. Here's the thing, too, and I, and I get it. People are going, wow, whatever happened to free speech in this country? He, he, he has the freedom to say what he did. He did say what he did. You have the right to free speech. He's not going to do any time in prison for it. That's what the freedom of speech protects you from federal charges and being thrown in prison for something you say. He's not going to prison for that. That's no. what freedom of speech protects you against. However, freedom of speech does not guarantee you the right that there are not repercussions to something you said. And here are the repercussions that he's being ordered to pay a, over so far over a billion dollars to these people that the jury has held that he harmed in some of the lies that he told. I mean, there were flat out lies that, you know, that nobody got killed, that these were all actors. The family didn't lose the people. They were actors, paid actors. It'll be remain. It'll remain to be seen how much money um, everybody gets. I'm trying not to say anything because I have nothing good to say about that man. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless coming up off the top of the hour. We'll get to your phone calls and emails. Especially want to hear from those of you in Eagle. Are you in favor of the recall efforts against your city council? Live home, live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine oh six. Good morning. I'm Mike Casper. He's uh, Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton for at least uh, one more day, possibly a little bit longer. I don't know about that. We uh, will be broadcasting live coming up here tomorrow morning from Pork Belly in Cuna. Delicious and that's food. That's why I don't think I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> you think he's going to feel better in time for the? Uh, I think he feels breakfast. better right now, and it's just like I'll stay home one more day just to make sure I'm feeling better. But I'll be at the Pork Belly tomorrow. That's what he's thinking. You're invited to the Pork Belly too. Hometown and I breakfast. Don't blame him. I don't brought blame to you him. by uh, Cloverdale Plumbing. Yeah, uh, I'd get off my deathbed to go get some of that gravy that's from all I'm Pork saying. Belly. Uh, great bacon, great food. Uh, the pork belly bites are wonderful. Um, quite a few different menu items you will find on this menu than uh, a lot of other different breakfast places. If you've never been to Pork Belly and Cuna, make plans to join us coming up tomorrow morning. We'll have a good time out there, and you are invited as, invited as we are out every week sitting around with you. Man, last week, Deja Vu Brew Bistro, mm-hmm. absolutely packed. Hoping to do the same again tomorrow um, once again. Uh, I hope to see you. Hey, there. you guys did pretty well last yeah, time. Yeah, it was it was crazy Good for you. Uh, Freedom Brewfest tickets still on the way for you uh, coming up uh, this morning. Congratulations to our uh, winner of the Reba McIntyre tickets. We'll have one more pair for you tomorrow morning uh, to give away. Freedom Brewfest still on the way this hour. So if you want to join me, because I'll be emceeing coming up Saturday, Indian Creek mm. Plaza, live music, great food. Uh, I I'll be testing out the food, testing out the uh, craft beers. Um, you can do the same. Tickets will be available if you don't win. It's $35 in advance, but like I said, I've got another chance for you to win free tickets both today and tomorrow. Taking your phone calls and your emails, uh, Mike at KBOI.com. Don't text Chris. Um, he m- might be sleeping right now. I mean, so. you can. He'll yeah. get to it tomorrow. Um, but uh, go ahead and text me. <laughs> One of the specific things, I-, I moved from Eagle, and it seems like Eagle felt uh, fell, fell in hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I loved Eagle, loved living there. We live in Canyon County now. Um, however, the story broke earlier this week that there is a group looking to recall not just the mayor, not just one or two city council, the entire city council and the mayor. Yeah, that's a lot. So I'm just curious, if you live in Eagle, specifically, just those who live in Eagle, what are your thoughts? Corey writes in, uh, recall effort is being done by liberals who want Eagle to turn blue. This group is mad about the proposed gun range in the foothills. These libs hate that Eagle flies the American flag year-round on the light post instead of other woke pandering flags that they fly in Boise. This group doesn't support the police department or military, nor enforcing federal immigration laws. Liberals should pack up and move to the north end, Boise Bench, or East Boise, where it is blue. Hashtag U.S. Veteran. That's Corey. Corey, Corey apparently lives in yeah. Eagle. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that. I'm getting that sense. Now, they're still as, you know, just because they say they want to recall doesn't mean that they're going to be able to recall. They've got to get over 4,300 registered voters who are registered in Eagle to sign the petition, and they have to do that by December 25th to begin their recall efforts. If that, if they don't get over 4,300 actual registered voters, then it just goes away. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether they get those signatures or not. I mean, I think they will try. Just goes This, this goes more into um, other items we were discussing this morning about, you know, politics being divided here in Idaho. Robin writes in on that, says, Hi, Mike, on the subject of Republicans supporting Democrats, you talked with Fred Martin recently, who was uh, in my district. He was my senator for years, as long as I can remember anyway. He was beaten this year by Cody Galloway, who I support. Mr. Martin never knocked on my door, nor did anyone else represent him. I asked to receive emails on his website for updates, never received one. I've had several Democratic nominees knock on my door and want to talk to me, ask me questions, allow me to ask them questions. I would never vote for a Democrat, but I appreciated the time they took to talk to me. A volunteer for Cody knocked on my door. That's all it took. If a politician wants my vote, I expect them to make themselves available, communicate with their districts. I feel like the establishment doesn't like to lose, so they support the Democrat to replace them. Mahalo, that's from Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there was another. We had Fred Martin on the air with us a couple of weeks ago. You're right. Fred Martin, who has said he has never supported nor voted for a Democrat in his life, has endorsed his Democratic, would have been Democratic rival had he won the primary. However, he didn't win the primary against Cody Galloway. So there's another person who said he's never, ever supported a Democrat before, but will be doing so in this upcoming election. He also know. he also admitted on the air, and I don't know if you heard this because you weren't filling in that day, uh, he said for the first time ever, that's not the only Democratic vote that he is going to be doing. He said he's voting for three three Democrats. He didn't give the names. He goes, you know one of them, but he goes, uh, I have three Democrats in this year's midterm election that I will be supporting. That's his words, not mine. Yeah. There are uh, some candidates out there that are probably a little more libertarian than they are Republican. And by being a little more libertarian, they don't. That Look, a lot of people just vote by what the party is. So if I even if I'm not a Republican, I can run as a Republican. I just fill out that 
I'm a Republican right now. Yeah. I can run as a Republican. Some people who may not really line up with Republican values and principles sometimes run as a Republican because in Idaho, Republicans going to win more than likely. You can get through a primary. There's a good chance you can get elected. There are, so there are exceptions, if, but yeah, you're, you're, you're if right. you don't know really the person that's behind that R on the ticket, yeah, you might, uh, you might be surprised at what you really find out about that candidate. And not in all cases, certainly not in all cases, but Fred Martin is saying, I know some of the people that are running as Republicans and they're probably not lining up with our values the way I say ours as in Republican values the same as maybe they should. We had, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, North Idaho candidate, and I apologize for not remembering what office, who ran as a Democrat and then ran, uh, or ran as a Republican and then, and then ran as a de- Democrat. And it's like, well, why did you run as a Republican? Because I had no chance as a Democrat. That's right. Yeah, if you want to win. <laughs> he admitted it, yeah. If you want to win, you better run as a Republican, which means your primary is pretty important. Uh. It's, it's so much different here in, in Idaho than other states where, where I've lived. And, you know, it's it's hard to get through the primary, and it's also hard to get through Election Day. But in Idaho, if you can get through the primary, especially the Republican primary, you're in good shape. Well, in Oregon, it's the same way. If you can get through the uh, primary. Not in all of Oregon. And, and 99% of Oregon, if you're a Democrat, you're going to get elected. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's the same way, just the opposite. Instead of Republican, yeah, yeah. it's Democrat. If you're yeah. a Republican running, um, you know, of course there are exceptions, but in over ninety percent of the cases, um, if you're a Republican, you're probably going to get beat in Oregon. There's n- there's not a ton of information on all the candidates, so a lot of times you go in a little ignorant as to what that person really does represent. But you know the party that they're with, and sometimes that's enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and there are people that just got. Well, I won't say that I haven't ever done it. Of course, I have. Just, just vote for the letter behind the name, whether it's Republican or or Democrat. There are some people out there that you know maybe not might not do the research. We had one person who wrote an email earlier this morning, um, asking and you know apologizing that they didn't know. Um, what election was coming up on November 8th? Mm-hmm. They thought, is this the presidential election? No, it's not. It's not against the law to not pay attention. It's okay. It would probably behoove you to do a little research to know who and what you're voting for instead of just going and going eating money mo. Well, look, there's lots of time. There are voter guides that are just starting to become available so you know exactly what's going on. But if you're going to vote absentee or... Um, you know, if you're not going to the poll on election day itself, you're going to vote in other ways. And there are several ways to do it. Yeah. Just, you know, take take a minute or two to look at the voter guides when they get to you. Read through it. Make sure that you know what you're voting. Don't just don't just vote for the letter. Um, another email I had stated earlier this morning. I live in Canyon County and I was not going to stand two hours in line for the upcoming election. So are you going to vote absentee? I then? was going to vote early absentee ballot. Said I wasn't going to do what I did in the primary. Mm-hmm. Again, I got... Better things to do than stand in line at a church waiting to uh, vote. Um, somebody wrote in, Mike, at KBY.com, absentee voting is not early voting, Mike. Stop conflating the two. Absentee is okay, other than the vote on day of election, uh, right worth sacrificing for. 
Yeah, er, early he, voting. Early at, voting at the polls is not acceptable. Uh, apparently, he's he doesn't think early voting that legally you can do in Idaho. And we talked to Chris Yamamoto about saying it's just as safe as voting on the day of the election. He he doesn't think that that's safe. This person, he or she, I guess we don't know if it's a he or she. Um, and, and you're right, absentee and early voting are are two different things. Except, you know, I apologize if I wasn't more specific. I am early voting by absentee. Okay. I'm going I'm to have it taken care of. So it is still early voting, it's although just, it is It's not calculated voting. before election day. Right, though. right. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Phone lines are open for you right now. Still love to hear from you. Your thoughts. I mean, this is just breaking news this week that Eagle Mayor and all of the city council being recalled. I guess it's better in Los Angeles where they're calling for everybody just to resign <laughs> instead of trying to recall them for everything. Los Angeles City Council is a mess. You have people doing time in jail already. Um, you have fraud. You have corruption. You have racism going on, um, racist comments that were made by uh, uh, one of the uh, city council members who resigned her presidency, um, didn't resign from the council, however, yesterday because of the public pressure, even some of it coming from President Biden saying you need to resign, has now resigned a second time. So she resigned her presidency of the city council, now resigning completely from the city council. Um, some of the people being asked who were in the room and didn't say anything to her racist comments saying you need to resign also because you didn't stand up and say this is mm. wrong. City council in Los Angeles is just a mess. Is the city council in Eagle? A mess also. Your opinion. That's all it is. Your opinion. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you live in Eagle, want to hear from you this morning. Your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A group called Eagle Citizens for Open Government has filed a petition with Ada County to recall all four Eagle City Council members and Mayor Jason Pierce. Jane Rowling, one of the organizers for Eagle Citizens for Open Government, told BoiseDev.com, since Mayor Pierce and the rest of the council people were elected two and a half years ago, they've shown a complete disregard for public input on many issues, and in fact, they have a tendency to be rude to people at public hearings who don't agree with them, instead of being more professional and neutral. Rowling said her group is not affiliated with a single political party and is instead made up of Eagle residents across the political spectrum who feel like city leadership has not been listening to the public. Eagle Citizens for Open Government has 75 days to circulate recall petitions and gather 4,315 signatures for a recall election. Email Mike at KBOI.com, no name, says Eagle has become some sort of California Beverly Hills wannabe city. Something does need to be done, and fast, before they dig even deeper. Want to hear your opinions uh, if you live in Eagle, specifically if you live in Eagle. Do you want to see the entire city council and the mayor recalled? Or is this a bunch of big ado about nothing? Now, Jason uh, Pierce, mayor of Eagle, was on with Nate Shellman yesterday afternoon. Um, the story broke earlier this week. He was asked if he had any idea that some of the people in Eagle were so unhappy with the jobs that the city council and the mayor is uh, doing at this point. Right. 
I hate to say it, but I think most people are not informed of what's happening and how things work. Um, you know, you look at some of the petition and the stuff that's being said and, you know, uh, certain projects that are in the community, they don't want, but they have to go through a process. People have private property rights in Idaho and we have to go through the legal process. Now, what's interesting about the group that doesn't want us to listen to what, um, I'll just say it, what Avamore wants, um, to do, they, they want, they supported the last administration that took it out of the hands of the people to listen to what they want to propose to see if it's worth it to bring it into the city or not. So they're actually doing the opposite. They wanted the council, five members of the, you know, the, the city to tell someone, a private landowner, we don't want you to come into our city. And what I have said all along from day one, from when I ran to everything else is all I want to do is be able to hear the residents, to hear the facts, to be able to give comment on it to the council and then allow the council to make the best decision for the community based on the facts. Once again, that is uh, Eagle Mayor Jason Pierce yesterday, live with Nate uh, Shellman. Uh, just a little portion of that interview. If you want to hear the whole thing, I invite you to do that. KBOI.com. Click on uh, Nate Shellman's show podcast and you can hear that. He had a lot more to say um, and input about what's going on. You can also click through on the fan page on Facebook. We'll take a break here. We've got news coming up uh, next at the bottom of the hour. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, If you want to weigh in, please feel free. You can also email mike at kboi.com. As we go to break, though, as promised, told you we were going to have one more chance at uh, the Freedom Brewfest tickets, Indian Creek Plaza, coming up Saturday. Beautiful day, sunshine. 70s and of course ice cold beer and cider tickets are 35 dollars at the gate but we've got a free pair of tickets for you right now if you are caller number six i'll be emceeing uh this fundraiser put on by the uh, caldwell rotary club proceeds go to support local veterans caldwell community call right now 208-336-3700 and you get a free pair of tickets to uh saturday's freedom brew fest Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Look at that. Stock market has clawed all the way back. We're up I 390 points. What has happened? What do you know? What has happened? This is, this is how much volatility we are seeing in the uh, stock market today. Earlier this morning... Stock market was up over 300 points. Way up, yay! The uh, consumer price index numbers and jobless report numbers came out, and within seconds dropped 700 points as far Way as the futures. down, boo! The stock market opened up almost 500 points down at the initial opening. Boo. At one point, it was down 550 points. Now it's up 384. We've seen a 900-point swing. I know. It's just crazy. Today. 900-point <laughs> swing. And it's been I'm, moving. I'm trying to watch. It's like I don't see anything. Usually, when you see it's like a, swing a tennis like game that, today, yeah, back and forth, back and forth. Kind of is. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Paul and Nap, I know you've been waiting a little while. Appreciate you waiting. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. I wanted to address something I've been thinking about. Not quite to the resentment phase yet, but close, and that is. Um, as far as Congress is concerned, and Russ Fulcher would have the answers, 
um, how what is the criteria and how much are they allowed to get to to when they want to they can get their own raise at their own time do you follow me i i'm I'm not quite sure i follow you congress can congress can give themselves a raise at any time it seems well they they have to vote on it yeah Okay, well, so they can't just go in. Like Russ Fulchers can't go in and say, you know what? Today's Thursday. I'm going to give myself a raise. Today's the day. We're getting a raise. No. If I did that at work, it would be called embezzlement, and I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. But no, they have, they, they have to vote. They have to vote. And it's the same thing for the Idaho legislature. I mean, they could give themselves a raise every single year if they wanted to. Which, by the way, they did give themselves a raise. Yes, they did. Year. Yes, they did, which is why yeah, I brought that up. They just I don't, don't do it every year. I don't have these the problem with these men and women who actually do earn it and they work hard. It just it seems like they, the the work that they do is unsung. No, nobody ever really recognizes it until something big comes up and then something's done. And so I enjoy hearing Fulcher on the radio by you guys putting them on there. But that's the one question I've had in the last 40 years is by what criteria they meet and decide to vote on getting another raise. Is it cost of living? What is what is the factors? Yeah, I can't I can't answer for for Representative uh, Fulcher, but I, I would say cost of living goes into that. If you I mean it's it's like anybody and thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. It's like anybody. Um, you know, and, and we heard this morning, cost of living adjustments for Social Security are going to be going up 8.5% for next year. Mm-hmm. Good news for those of you who receive Social Security benefits. The average for the average person is going to be $140. And basically what that means is it, if your inflation rate is running at 8.5%, that means your money that you have, your buying power has been eliminated by 8.5%. So here you have, if you were to look at this in real numbers, if you were not giving a cost of living increase for whatever it is, and in this particular instance, we're talking about Social Security, right? that would mean people who rely on their Social Security specifically to live, all of a sudden would have $140 less per month, even though nothing has changed. The only thing has changed is the amount of money, that spending power that they have. So everything that they're buying has gone up by... $140 because of inflation rate being 8.5%. So what has the government done? They've said cost of living, we're going to raise that 8.5% so that it balances out to being equal. Being mm-hmm. ser- You're going to have as much buying power as you would, even though uh, we have inflation that is going on. So that'll be good news for anybody on Social Security um, next year, like I said, on average, about $140. Um, the uh, other good news for Social Security rep- recipients, by the way, which a lot of times when you see a cost of living increase, some of that goes uh, to Medicaid. Um, Medicaid Part B premiums next year um, will be uh, coupled with a three, uh, the increase in uh, Social Security cost of living will be coupled with a 3% drop in Medicare Part B premiums meaning retirees will get the full impact in the jump of Social Security benefits because usually what happens is you see a cost of living increase, but they also increase the price you must pay for Medicare Part B. Yeah. 
Next year, they're dropping Medicare Part B, that price by 3%. So you're not, your money that you're seeing as a raise is more money you're having to pay less. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, there is kind of a downside. Is Social Social Security going to be remaining solvent by the time you retire, Rick? By the time you've paid in your money, you're, you're, you got. What twenty more years before you can retire? 20, I don't. 25? I don't see that being the case. I honestly don't. I think they'll. We'll have to figure something out long before then. Uh, yeah, I'm t- not quite twenty years away from retirement age. If I'm to, you know, sixty five. But what? I mean, something's going to have to be figured out. What yeah. will it be? Will it be all right? We're going to pay more in uh, Social Security taxes. Well, I I don't know what the answer to that is. I really don't. Here's the thing. I I think that it's going to be on me to figure out how I'm going to get by. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be up to anybody else. Anybody your age or younger better be thinking about that. That's why I'm watching the market today going, man, I hope that turns out. You know, because it it could be, all right, do we pay more Social Security tax? Do we cut back how much is paid out every month to retirees in Social Security? Is it a combination of, of both things? I've been trying to just figure out a safe harbor for the money that I have in the market right now. I mean, look at it in these terms. You, you know that we're still in this pattern where the, the market is still falling a little bit. And I don't think we've hit the bottom yet. Do you? Uh, no. I mean, based on everything. Although today, now it's up 643. I know points. based on everything we've heard from Jeremiah over the last couple of weeks, I don't think we've hit the bottom yet of, of the market. The average bear market, just to give you some historical balance on a bear market lasts an average of just over a year mm-hmm. the average this is the average out of out of all the bear markets that we've had and we we average a bear market about every four and a half years over the history of america every four and a half years we have some sort of bear market right now there have been two bear markets that have lasted a really long time two three years two of them you take those away the average bear market lasts about a year we went into an official bear market here just a few months ago, which means this bear market on a historical level is probably going to be lasting into late next year. Yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah. And so with that in mind, where do you put your money if if you're just getting in, and a lot of my money is just going in, you know, where do you put that so that it doesn't fall before it it rises you know do you do you look for like u.s treasury where you know you're going to get a little bit of return do you look to gold and metals because they're they're always worth something they're dogecoin, not Rick, you plug it all into dogecoin you, know, you could you could do that i mean you could roll with some uh a little more risky bets out there but it's all i've got and i'm not willing to do that so i'm looking for some positive territory no matter what the market's doing so here's the other thing yeah, on the, it, uh, it's really it's very tricky right now and also mike as you know you always want to sell high buy low right unless you're a farmer farmers yeah farming's buy, a whole different ballgame. buy high sell low but they try to make up for it in volume right. In the stock market, you want to buy in when everything's low. <laughs> While it's on sale. And, yeah. yeah, and get out when everything's super high. You know, you you want to try and get rid of and take your profit with you. The only question is when to get in and when to get out. And I don't think we're at the bottom yet, so it's hard to go in. 
Another thing uh, having to do with cost of living increase and problems that could exist with Social Security and why it, it, something may never, ever get done until it's too late is because politically you're committing political suicide if, for instance, you say, hey, we have to do something and we're probably going to have to make cuts in how much people get mm-hmm. or you're gonna have, we're going to have to increase Social Security tax. You can never run on increasing taxes and have a good chance of getting elected. And if you want to really have a bad chance of getting elected, because you'll have every Social Security uh, person on Social Security or getting Social Security close to Social Security come out if you want to say, hey, we're, we're going to make an, a 20% cut in Social Security benefits. Hmm. There's yeah. a good way for you not to get elected. So no one is ever going to want to bring that up unless they don't want to get elected. No one's going to go on, on the record and voting for it. That's why how this thing is, is going to come to a point where it's just going to be so out of control and nothing can be done about it until it's an emergency. It's not an emergency, even though people are going, look at this down the road, it's going to become insolvent. Every year we hear studies saying, by this date, Social Security yeah. will become insolvent. Nobody wants to do about it, be, anything about it. Because, like I said, it's political suicide Sure, to say you want to raise taxes to cover it or you want to cut Social Security. Right. Well, but something's going to have to be Somebody's done. going to be that person eventually because I can't imagine that they would let Social Security just fall out. Because if they did, there'd be a lot of people mm-hmm. that would be affected by that. Totally agree. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll uh, take a break. Final chance, final segment to get through. If you want to do that, remember, you can always email Mike at KBOI.com. Send us an instant message or text us. Same as our main number, 208-336-3700. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We're talking a little bit questions on emission testing a little bit earlier and someone uh, wrote in about that again says not ending uh, emission testing was a done deal but it seems to have changed something about it trying trying it in canyon county first what the hell does that mean i would really like to see an end to emission testing and would like an actual answer as to when this will happen well first of all it has been voted on it has passed it will end in cuna and canyon county in july of 2023 so it hasn't ended yet Okay. Right, we passed the legislature, and it officially in in uh, Cuna and Canyon County will end uh, in July of 2023. So that's next year. Now it was also voted to also end in uh, Ada County. However, Ada County must first get permission from the EPA before they are allowed to end their theirs. So even though legislature said, hey, we're going to end this because we have fallen below um, 85% standard for the Department of uh, Environmental Quality, um, even though Boise has done that, um, apparently there was a problem in the past where they didn't do it and ended up being fined. Hmm. So now they must get EPA's permission to be able to drop emission testing before it officially will happen, like I said, supposedly July 1st, 2023, as of right now, um, that admission permission from the EPA has not come through yet. Alan and Eagle, good morning. You're on uh, News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, man. Yeah, uh, I, I've got a, a, a solution to Social Security, but first I'll ask both of you a question. 
an honest uh, answer would be appreciated. You think a gentleman like Warren Buffett lives or dies by that monthly Social Security check he gets? Of course not. Of course not. So why are we sending that Social Security check to those kind of folks? And I'm not denigrating him. He's a great guy. He's earned every penny he's got. The original aspect of Social Security was to help people that didn't have a basic foundation retirement plan. That's what it's supposed to be for. So it should be means tested. In other words, based on the amount of money you make would be based on how much Social Security you're going to get, irregardless of how much you paid into it. So in other words, if a person makes only $50,000 a year, they should get a hell of a lot more Social Security than a person that makes $20 million a year. Agree or disagree? No, I would agree with that. Simple I, means testing. You know, I'll, I'll give you an even simpler solution, which I, don't, I still don't understand other than the fact that maybe it's political suicide, is they cut off the, the limit for where you don't have to pay Social Security taxes anymore. If you make more, I think the limit is now, it changes every year, but I think it's up to like $145,000. So once you start making over $145,000, you don't have to pay Social Security tax on any money you make over that. You only and that's have to pay. Wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, why, why, I don't understand. If you're a multi-million, you make $2 million a year, why is your cutoff at $145,000? That right there because is is those qu- is punitive to people those, who make who don't make a lot of money. It's because those folks own the lobbyist, so they're going to get written into the bill what they need to have written into the bill. The the means testing is the same thing I suggested you guys over six months ago about property taxes. If a senior citizen owns a home and they've been there for thirty years. There should be no property taxes based on their income. And then they could put it down to 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, and it could be all means testing. A senior shouldn't be put out of their home because they can't afford the property taxes. It should be zero. Florida does it. Why can't Idaho do it? That's great. Great idea. Thank you for the call, Alan. Yeah, Appreciate it. I, I got to agree. <coughs> Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, and well said to that last caller. I completely agree. Yes, sir. Um, I want to give another thought on that Social Security, but real quick on uh, on your call earlier from uh, Chris Yamamoto. You know, I'm Canyon County resident out here, and and uh, it's funny that he used the term COVID has changed things forever. COVID's caused this. Of all the counties in Idaho that probably thumbed their nose more about COVID, it was Canyon County. So... He needs to just quit making excuses and fix the problem so people can vote in a timely manner. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. But real quick about why I don't think Social Security can end is they will have an absolute revolution on their hands because if you end in any way Social Security, which is the only way a lot of people plan on retirement, which is crazy, but um, what about all the government pensions? You know, taxpayers who pay taxes for all those government pensions. In my case, I injured myself on the farm, had an accident, and my entire retirement went into my health care. I have no retirement. I am now on Social Security. I mean, I'm not on Social Security, but I will be basically retiring with Social Security yeah. and then whatever I sell from a farm. And that's just the way it is. So, I do, you know, if I'd have had that government health care, I wouldn't have had this yeah. problem. 
But, you know, you can't take it away from some people and then give it to others. The, the people will revolt. Kevin, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, and I, I agree with you. Social Security isn't going to go anywhere. However, things are definitely going to have to change, whether that's paying more Social Security tax, maybe cuts. Um, yeah, but, but there's no way that it will be gotten rid of. That's it for today. Um, thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Tomorrow morning, live from CUNA, Pork Belly and CUNA. Home the return of Chris Walton. Happy hour. Well, you, <laughs> you either hope or you don't hope because then you'll be out with me eating some uh, great food. Sounds good. At Pork Belly and CUNA. Hope theory. to see you there uh, tomorrow morning. <laughs> Have yourself a uh, rest of the uh, day. Enjoy the great weather again.